Hello, my witchy friends. Did you hear Reese just greet you in hello? She just barked as I started pushing play or record. Welcome to episode number 22 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And thank you for being here today. Today is Wednesday, April 28th. Yeah, 28th. And we are just three short days away from Beltane. So as promised on last week's episode, today I'll be talking about the Sabbat Beltane. And I'm really excited to get into a little bit of history, lore, correspondences, and goodies, just like I do with the other Sabbats. But before I go into that, I want to talk about what's making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So I'm really excited to be talking about what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy because it's something that I've been wanting to share for a while now. And now that it's official, I can. If you caught my post yesterday on Instagram, you know that I am going to be publishing a book with Wiser about comfy, cozy, witchiness and hearth, home, kitchen, garden, witchcraft. And I'm really excited, obviously, about this. This has been in the works for a while now. Um, if you are unfamiliar with with traditional publishing process and nonfiction, which nonfiction I was not very familiar with because I've only ever written fiction, uh, what I did was I wrote a proposal. And um, in this proposal, I outlined what the book would look like. I wrote one of the chapters. I wrote the introduction and just gave background information about me and my practice and my writing. And I sent it in to an editor there at Wiser Books. And this is an editor that I had been in contact with a, a little bit throughout the proposal process. And he took the proposal back to the team, his team at Wiser, and they decided that they wanted a book about comfy, cozy witchery. And that is not the title. That's just a working title. The title is to be decided yet. And I'm really excited to work with Wiser and work with the team to figure out what the title is going to be, to figure out what um, the artwork or the cover design, oh my gosh, cover design is my favorite, a cover reveal. I can't wait to see what they have in mind. But before all of that, I need to finish writing the book. <laughs> so obviously for the proposal, I wrote the first chapter, but I still, well, actually I wrote chapter three. I wrote the kitchen, the kitchen chapter, but I still have, you know, many more chapters to go and revising to go. I think there'll be seven to nine chapters in all. And yeah, I just have a lot of work ahead of me, which is fine. I, I, I like working to a deadline. I write best when I have a specific deadline and I do have a specific deadline for the book to be handed in. It's going to, it's to be handed in early fall. Um, and it's slated to release next September or October. So that is September, October of 2022. And the, if you know anything about the publishing world, it is a slow moving world because a lot of things have to happen between getting a book deal or a book contract and getting the book out into bookstores. There's a lot of steps along the way, but my next step is finishing the book, <laughs> writing the book. And I've already started. I have it outlined. So I'm excited, you know, to get going with that. And I just want to thank you all 
So many of you reached out yesterday, either through direct message or comments. Um, a few, I even got a few emails about my announcement, my exciting news with the book. So I appreciate all of your your comments and your encouragement. I have dreamed for a long time about publishing a book on my practice, but I had only ever written fiction and I hadn't been ready to kind of step out and write about my practice. But this last, I don't know, the last year or so, I felt called to do this. So I had had this idea, this book idea in my mind for quite some time. And now was the time. Spirit spirit knew now was the time. And in fact, and I'll talk about this, I'm sure at some point on the podcast or a post, when I did my New Year spread, so when I did my, my New Year tarot spread, I had, I pull a card for every month. And this year, I really wanted to focus on my writing. Because last year with COVID and homeschooling my son, writing kind of was put on the back burner. And I didn't do as much of it. I, I don't even think I put out a book this last year. And so I wanted to focus on that when I was looking at my yearly card spread. And I knew that I wanted to write a book about my practice, of course. And so that's what I focused on for my my major spread this year. And it was it's funny because every month I wrote out in my book of shadows, you know, what I felt the card represented, you know, intuitively what that card represented um, in my writing and with my, my, my writing on witchcraft. And April, my card for April, I wrote down, I'm going to sign a contract. I'm going to get a book deal in April. And that is exactly when it happened, which, you know, I know people talk about manifestation and I'm not, I'm not big on that term. You have, you don't hear me use that term a lot. I, but I set goals and I take action to reach those goals. And I guess, yes, I help manifest things and, and by what I do, by following through with my actions. And when I pulled that card that said, April, you know, something big is going to happen in April with your writing. Well, it did. You know, I signed, I signed the contract yesterday, just yesterday. So what, the 27th. Um, But anyway, I can get into that at another time. But I'm just so excited. You can probably hear it in my voice. I can't wait to get started. Even though I'm writing this book, uh, everything will still go as planned. I still am doing the podcast. I have the things going on for my Patreon subscribers. I still will be active on social media uh, because writing is, that's, it's just what I do. Um, so I'm really excited and thank you again for all of your support. So that is what currently is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So blessed Beltane, everybody. We're only three days away and I know I typically put out these episodes a week or two ahead of time before the Sabbaths, but Time has gotten away with me recently, so I apologize for that. But you do have it uh, going into this fertility Sabbath. So Beltane is the third of the fertility Sabbaths. Of course, we have Imbolc and Ostara. And this one takes place on or around May 1st. uh, And that is halfway between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. And this word Beltane derives from Old English, And it means bright 
fire. So of course, we're talking about another um, fire festival with the bell, the first part coming from the ancient solar god, Bellinus. And this day is also known as May Day. And I think many of us are familiar with that term. The Romans called Beltane Floralia, uh, and it was named after a flower festival where they celebrated with music, fragrance, revelry, lots of food and drink, and of course, sex. And this Sabbath, it marks the transition between spring and summer, and it continues to celebrate the beginning of the light half of the year and of the fertility and the growth that comes with the ever-growing sun. Because of course, now we have more, you know, daylight, daylight than, than night. And it's at this time where spring has really opened itself up and gotten itself ready for summer. And it's all about bringing forth new life, summoning new life and the growth and fertility of the land. So in the modern pagan tradition, it, when you're celebrating the Wheel of the Year, Beltane celebrates the union of God and goddess and their eventual consummation and their sharing of mind, of spirit, and of body. And Lady Spring at this point has reached her fullness and the green man takes her where they dance and celebrate, they join together thus making the land turn green again and fill with flowers. Okay, so of course, associated with youth, beauty, vitality, and health. And because this Sabbath is all about that fertility and growth, it is a sensual Sabbath. So a lot of people use the Beltane Sabbath to uh, really step into sensuality and self-love and love with a partner because it is that sensual Sabbath of joy, of growth, enthusiasm, love, harmony, fertility, and the fire of creation. So traditionally, and this goes along with that, Beltane was and still is the Sabbath where a lot of hand fasting occurs, which is, you know, pagan couples coming together to express their commitment to one another. And it's that official, like a marriage ceremony, the hand fasting ceremony. And then of course, uh, after the ceremony with the consummation of that, that hand fasting. So it's really no surprise that Beltane, which is the celebration of birth and life and fertility and coming together, is directly across the wheel from Samhain which is the Sabbath associated then with death. And it's also important to remember that here in the Northern Hemisphere, we celebrate Beltane, but in the Southern Hemisphere, they're celebrating Samhain, um, which again, the Sabbath associated with death. So you have birth on one end of the wheel and you have death on the other end. And the two mirror one another in that ethereal realm with Samhain opening the veil to ancestors and past loved ones being a really good time for that ancestor work and connecting with loved ones. While Beltane, the veil is open to the fairy realm and the the veil to the fair folk and the fae. And so this is a really good time to work with the fae and to honor them. And I'll, I'll talk about in a little bit about doing that. 
But it's it's good to leave offerings to the fair folk in the form of sweetbreads, honey, milk, you know, showing them how much you appreciate the abundance provided by the land in which they inhabit and in which they protect. So that's just a little bit about Beltane. And I want to go into um, some correspondences. But before I do that, you know, I think it's it's most important to note that this is the Sabbath celebrating life and desire and the coming together and the growth of things and that fire within and that fire that just sparks joy, that sparks sensuality and and relationships, um, that sparks creativity. So Beltane correspondences. So some colors associated with Beltane are brown and green because we're moving into, you know, fertile land and the green and blossoms everywhere. Pink, red, orange, and even pastels, the pastels that we see we see carry over from Ostara. Some animals associated with this are bees, of course, because we think of um, bees with fertility. Same with the rabbit, um, frog, cow, the swan, and the cat. Some flowers associated with Beltane are rose, foxglove, lilac, hyacinths, which are my favorite. I love the smell of hyacinths, marigolds, bluebells, because those are the flowers that are in bloom right now that are or really starting to blossom. And as I look out, like I'm looking outside right now, there's oh, the flowers are blossoming, the trees are blossoming. I have my hydrangeas are starting. It just makes me smile. It makes me so happy. I love this time. Moving on, um, scents associated with Beltane are honeysuckle, lavender, hyacinth, and rose. Again, things that are in bloom. Crystals associated with this are bloodstone, amber, rose quartz, carnelian, and emerald. And the deities that are celebrated and honored during Beltane are your gods and goddesses of fertility. And that goes across all of the different pantheons. Um, but looking at gods and goddesses that are most associated with, excuse me, fertility. For your altar, um, some colors would be white and green candles. Excuse me. Even I, I do for Beltane personally, I do green, red, and pink because I usually I'll do some, um, love and self-love spell work and I like to use pink and red candles. So white, green, red, pink. Other things to put on your altar are seeds, offerings of seeds, and then honey offerings, depictions of fair folk. And as you know, I have have a fairy altar in addition to my regular altar and my ancestor altar and my kitchen altars. Um, I, I do add more to my fairy altar at this time of year. And I have like, I have a cute little tree and a little doorway and I have a bowl where I have honey in it. Um, and I always have my fair folk depiction. And then right now I'm looking at it because it's it's literally right in front of me. I have a couple crystals and my Oracle of the Fairies deck, which I think I might actually pull from today. Why wouldn't I? That's the perfect deck to pull from. So I'll pull from Oracle of the Fairies later on at the end of this episode. Um, herbs associated with this time are lavender, yarrow, thyme, mint. Here, and there's Reese, of course, saying hello. Because we have, oh, and there's, and there's my son telling Reese to go out. Remember, you get, 
you hello. you get oh hello say hello hello <laughs> there's my son saying hello oh Reese come on did I get you I think I may have I may have gotten her ear oh my gosh poor girl so remember when you listen to my podcast this is a glimpse into my life the dog's gonna bark my son's gonna barge in because we just finished homeschool for the day and I want to get the rest of the recording finished but Hopefully that's one of the things that you appreciate about this podcast. It is real. Uh, Moving on. So herbs, of course, lavender. I work with lavender a lot. Um, And I talked about the other ones. Thyme, mint. This is a really great time to start making some minty drinks and mint tea, which I like to do my sun tea, my mint sun tea outside. And then foods associated with Beltane are breads, of course. Honestly, every Sabbath is associated with breads, but this one especially um, bannock bread, which we'll talk about later. And I maybe I'll post a recipe of that. Wine, berries, honey, milk, oats, and of course, greens, things that are growing right now. So symbols that are associated with Beltane. Of course, the maypole and May Day, you know, the Maypole, and you have the women with the ribbons, winding the ribbons around, um, interweaving the ribbons, I should say, around the pole. So the Maypole, in Beltane, you know, it celebrates the union and the consummation of the union of the god and goddess, of masculine and feminine energies coming together, uniting fertility. And the Maypole serves as that phallic symbol representing the god. Whereas you have the ribbons, and of course the ribbons with the maypole comes with the dancing around the maypole and the pole representing the masculine energy, while the ribbons represent that feminine energy. And many pagans and many people who aren't even pagans still dance around the maypole. Some may not realize the significance of it, um, but wrapping the ribbons around as they go. And oftentimes the tradition of, of dancing around the maypole, occurred in the morning after the Beltane celebrations. So the morning after a night of revelry and really partying and lovemaking and um, just having a good time. It would then happen the next morning. Another symbol is fire because traditionally Beltane was a time when farmers would walk their cattle through the flames of a bonfire. And they did this to ensure protection and fertility in the coming season. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a crazy fire that's going to engulf (laughs) these poor animals in flames. They just walk them across quickly. And the fire also represents the ever-growing light and that start of the growing season. Another symbol associated with Beltane is the flower crown. And I've mentioned the crown on my other podcasts when it comes to the fertility sabbats because you tend to see these crowns in the early spring and spring, but Beltane is, I would say, the sabbat where you see people wearing the crowns while they're dancing around, you know, the maypole. And although flower crowns are present in any of these sabbats, they're most associated with Beltane. With flowers, you know, they're reaching the full bloom at this time and they're adorning the earth and it's really easy to gather flowers from your own garden and from your own property because, you know, spring has finally sprung. I know it has here at least. I know not everywhere in the world, but where I am, I'm lucky that it has and that the Sabbaths do follow pretty closely with um, the turning of the wheel and the turning of the year and nature. And with the flower crown, it was customary to adorn yourself 
in a flower crown, in a floral crown, and wear it to the great Beltane Fire Festival. And wear it for ritual and wear it for dancing and fun and merriment. So let's talk about Beltane food and drink. So as I said before, Beltane is when the god and goddess come together to share in all of their blessings. And obviously, a feast was a really large part of the celebration, just like a feast is a large part of any of the Sabbath celebrations. And, you know, some ways that you can set the stage for the Sabbath in particular, if you are having a meal, is to decorate your dinner table with belting colors, fragrant and romantic flowers, light some candles, and you know, any Sabbath really, if you are in the broom closet even, you you can make a meal and celebrate the Sabbath without people actually needing to know. <laughs> and here are some foods that are associated with Beltane. So first, bannock bread is was always thought to bring good luck for crops if eaten at Beltane. And I, I will talk about that in just a second. Some other things are fresh berries, Um, nuts and seeds, vegetables from the garden. So you could do a really nice salad with some herby bread or just bannock bread and a fun drink. And there you have it. You have your Beltane celebration. Maybe light a fire, do a bonfire, whatever you want to do. You can make it nice and simple if you would like. So for bannock bread, I I do have a recipe I'll share with you really quick. So, because you don't need a lot, so it won't take long to explain how you make this. Bannock bread is very simple ingredients from the earth, and it was typically it's bread that's fried, so you can make this right on your stovetop. It doesn't have to bake, or it doesn't bake. You don't bake bannock bread. So you just need two cups of flour, two teaspoons baking powder, a pinch of salt or more to your liking, some olive oil, three quarter cup of water, and then um extra oil for pan frying. So first, all you do is whisk your dry ingredients together. You add in one tablespoon of olive oil and you you then slowly add and mix in the water. And then you, you take that combination, you move to a floured surface and you knead for 45 seconds until you have like nice little bits of dough and you divide the dough into four or six balls. It's up to you. And then flatten it. So you're going to flatten them kind of like thick pancakes. They're going to be about three quarters of an inch thick. Mine, I think mine last year were like an inch thick. They got a little bit too thick. And then you're just going to fry in hot oil in a pan until they're medium brown on both sides. Now I'm going to, so what happened last year, or was it two years ago? Oh, it would have been two years ago because it was in our old house before we moved here. Last year, I don't think I made bannock. No. The year before though, <laughs> I, I don't know what I did. I don't know what I was thinking. I did two tablespoons of baking powder instead of two teaspoons. I was distracted, obviously. Um, And I was so excited for our bannock bread. And here we go to eat it. And it was so salty. I mean, you, every bite, your mouth just, oh, it just sucked all of the moisture out of your mouth. It was, it made, it was so gross. And so I had to throw away the bannock. Uh, and I ended up making new. But yeah, that was two years ago because that was in the old house now that I think about it. Uh, but so just make sure you use two teaspoons of baking powder, not tablespoons, because that definitely makes a difference. 
Another another thing you can make during Beltane to celebrate, and again, this is something really easy you can throw together. This is a drink. It's May wine. So May wine, it was also called Maybowl, like M-A-Y-B-O-W-L, was made in celebration of Beltane. And it was made from mead, which of course is honey wine, which is perfect for this Sabbath. Or it was just made of plain wine. And then it can also be made non-alcoholic with grape juice or other fruit juices. But basically, you can take a bottle of wine and put some fresh berries in there. So slice up some strawberries, blueberries, whatever berries if you're choosing. Um, A little bit of fresh mint. You could even muddle up some mint and throw in there. And a little bit of sugar or honey to taste. You mix it all together. You let it chill for a while. And then you serve it over ice. And this is a really nice May wine, Mabel, for Beltane. And I will be making that. I make that every single year. And I always add extra fruit. I'll put I'll put some orange. I mean, basically, it's a sangria when you think about it. It's a sangria. But it's a great celebration or drink to celebrate Beltane. So some crafts that you can do for Beltane. And you can do these with your family. If you have children, You can do this with your children or your partner or by yourself. So again, that floral crown, that's good for any of the fertility sabots. You can make it out of greens, other flowers that you forage to honor Beltane and wear it to remind you of growth, fertility, spring, everything coming back to bloom and um, the bringing together of God and Goddess. Another thing you could do is a fairy garden or a a garden or a little part of your garden that you can dedicate to the fair folk. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you invite the fair folk in, that you invite fairies in to work with them. That is something entirely different. And I think something that you should proceed with caution. And I will probably do, I know I'll do an episode on working with the fair folk, but just something to honor them, leaving an offering of honey or milk for any fair folk that might be passing by or any animals that might be passing by. Because both honey and milk, they're not going to harm animals. They're not going to harm the fair folk. And it just shows that you're acknowledging their presence and you're honoring them with that. You're not inviting, you're not talking to them, you're not working with them. It is simply an offering. And if you don't feel comfortable even doing that, then don't do it, that's fine. But I typically have a little part in my garden, in the back of my garden, where I have dedicated to the fair folk and animals who just pop by. Another great craft or thing that you can do is a kitchen herb garden. And I like I like these because basically you're putting all of your kitchen herbs in one big flower pot. So you find a large flower pot, put some stones along the bottom because that, that helps with the, the water absorption followed by some potting soil, and then plant pre-grown herbs. You don't have to grow them from scratch. I know not everybody sows their own seeds and does that. Mine mine are actually going to be ready to transfer, probably this weekend for Beltane, into a big, a large kitchen herb garden. Um, so I'll probably do that. So basil, rosemary, thyme, whatever you want. Make sure they're already fully grown, not fully grown, but they're growing. And then you just put them in the pot. And then anytime you're cooking and you need one of those ingredients, you can just reach into your kitchen herb garden and obviously set it near a sunny spot, a spot that gets sun for about, mm, I don't know, at least six, eight hours a day. And then keep the soil moist. And it's always better to underwater than overwater. So just, you know, keep that mo- that soil moist to the touch. Another thing you can do is make, and this is a fun one that you can do with with children. And I think I might do this one with my son. 
in addition to the herb garden and the fairy garden, gosh, I'll just do them all, is the mini maypole. So you can just head to your local dollar store or craft store, pick up some colored ribbon and flowers, other items to create a mini maypole. And you can use an old paper towel, um, a paper towel. Oh, and my, my son is just making a dinging noise that it's an alarm for something. I'll be out in a couple minutes. Okay, buddy. Yep. Go ahead. So he wanted, of course he wants to, he interrupts me because he wants to play his game. And I think I've talked about this before. I know I've talked about it on my tea time lives that anytime I'm recording or doing a live, that's his perfect opportunity to play games because he's a smart kid and he knows that he's kind of interrupting. So I'm going to keep the conversation short. So I just say, yes, go ahead, play your games. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Um, Oh yeah, I was talking about the the maypole, the mini maypole, just like a paper towel roll. And you can color that or paint that and you string, put the ribbons at the top and you can, however you want to do, however you want to attach them, rubber band, super glue, whatever it is, glue gun. And then you take a aluminum foil and you roll it into a ball to put at the top of the maypole. And you can even suspend the ribbons from that. And then... Um, you would put flowers all around the top, the ball on the top, and then flowers at the bottom, and you have yourself a cute little maypole. And you can find directions for this online, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, so those are just some things that you can do, craft things. And then in general, you know, to get yourself into that, that Beltane spirit, decorate, use, use the correspondences, the colors, um, get crafty, do one of those crafts I mentioned, uh, rearrange your altar, set up your altar and make it an altar dedicated to Belt- Beltane. Um, when it comes to love and self-love, this is a really great time to prepare a romantic dinner or spend some quality time with your partner. If you're single, dedicate the evening to self-care, self-love, self- soak in a bath, adorn yourself with lotion, Um, but yeah, this is a good time to do any love workings or sensual workings. Uh, baking, of course, any Sabbath baking, especially for me, I love baking and cooking for my Sabbaths and doing big meals. Research the fair folk. That's another great thing you can do at this time of year. Just research them, especially if you haven't worked for them or they intrigue you. Research the Fae. Set some time aside to look into Fae history, working with them. There are a couple really good books out there. I know uh, Green Witchcraft 4, I forget who wrote that, is a good one. There's a book called Finding I haven't finished that, so I can't remember how good that is. So don't take my advice on these yet. I'll have to compile a list. And if you have any good books on working with the fair folk, let me know. You know, message them to me or go in the Facebook group and and we can chat about those. So I want to give you quickly a nice little Beltane blessing that you can use and... Um, yeah, then we'll go into the card pool. So Beltane blessing, and this is short and sweet. At Beltane, I release the sacred flame within me, my fertility, my magic, and dance around the fire with my beloveds, honoring the abundance we hold. I just think that that's really lovely. And then some affirmations for Beltane. I am a fertile vessel. 
Uh, this is also a good time, I should say, to do any work when it comes to fertility. Uh, if you're trying to become pregnant, this is a good time for workings involving that. Um, another affirmation, I continue to grow in mind, body, and spirit. Those are just really good effort. That's a good affirmation for all of the, the fertility habits. I love and adore my body. I allow creativity to unfurl. And I am worthy of love and passion. All really nice things for Beltane. So now I'm going to go into our card pool for the week. All right, it's time for the card pull of the week. And of course, I'm going to pull from Oracle of the Fairies because this is literally the best time to pull from this deck as we move into Beltane in a couple of days. So I have this deck. And this is by Karen Kay. It's a really, it's a beautiful deck. I love the illustrations. The words are very nice. So let's go through here. Okay. Oh, did you, I, I guess you heard me say, oop, it literally popped out of the deck. This is a jumper. So this one wants to be known. And this is such a good one. Inner child. So this card represents the fairies of playfulness. And these fairies are here to remind you and remind me because I need this reminder to make time to embrace your inner child. Playing keeps us young at heart. Do something silly and fun. Dance, but stay safe. <laughs> I think it's funny that the card says, but stay safe. This is such a great reminder as we're moving into Beltane and such a good reminder for all of us. We get so consumed with the busyness of life that sometimes I think we forget to just stop and literally smell the roses and to enjoy life and be playful and remember what it was like to be a kid. And I'm lucky. I have my seven-year-old to remind me of this all the time. Sometimes I just stop what I'm doing and because I'm in awe of him and how he sees the world and how sometimes I've... I've stepped away from looking at the world from that perspective, that fresh, fun, energetic uh, perspective of a child. And so embracing that inner child, I think this is such an awesome reminder. So George Bernard Shaw said, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. What? What a fantastic quote. I feel like I need to say that again and you should write it down. I'm going to read it again. George Bernard Shaw. We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. There's so much wisdom and so much truth in this quote. And all fairies love to have fun and play. Well, not all of them, <laughs> but the ones that are depicted in this deck, I should say, and have fun. Um, and the message comes to remind you, and again, all of us to remind me that it's time to make some time to a play, especially if you feel you don't generally get a chance. Mindfully stop what you're doing and think back to your childhood and just play. Playing keeps us young at heart and it helps us connect directly to our inner child. 
And again, it's easy to get caught up in the mundane chores, the routines, the daily grind, work, and that's okay. I mean, that's just part of life. That's part of being an adult, but it's okay as long as things are balanced and you can set aside some time for joyful activities. So set, set aside that time this Beltane. Go out, dance in your backyard, look like a fool. It doesn't matter what your neighbors think. Go out and, and sit under the moon, sit by a fire, just revel in you know, the beauty of that and the growth of the flowers and embracing your inner child. That was, I really like that card. I think that's going up on my altar. And that popped out for a reason. I mean, it fell right to the floor, right next to my foot. So that was for a reason. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining me for episode number 22, which is so crazy. What I realize now, okay, episode 22, really, at episode 26, that means I've been doing this for almost half a year. But with the breaks I've taken here and there, it has been almost six months that I've had this podcast going. And I just thank all of you for tuning in and listening and for all of your comments and your ratings and your reviews and subscribing. If you want to support the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you prefer to use. Um, If you also want to support me and the podcast, check out the Patreon. Um, There are three different levels starting at $3, you know, buying a cup of me, a cup of tea a month to the highest level, which is 12 or the tier, I guess, which is $12. And with that tier, you get some spells, recipes sent your way, and a bonus episode. And actually, tomorrow I'm recording this month's bonus episode, which will be about my trip last weekend to Cape May and the ghosts and the ghost tour, um, the self-guided ghost tour that I took and some ghost stories, which will be fun. But yeah, check that out. Check out the Fit Witch Challenge. And um, of course, you, as you know, I'm so excited about uh, my, my book that will be coming out with Wiser Books. And it's just surreal to me because I grew up reading Wiser and Llewellyn books. Like those were the publishers that you could find books on witch stuff and metaphysical stuff whenever I was young. And so, you know, to know that I get to publish and write a book with them is just a dream come true and really cool. And I will keep you updated on all of the good bookish news as I move forward in that publishing process. But yeah. You can also find me, sorry, I got off on a, a sidetrack again a little bit because I'm so excited, <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. You can email me if you have a question or comment or feedback at comfycozywitch at gmail.com. Uh, there is a Facebook group, which is the Comfy Cozy Witches. It is growing exponentially every day. We're up to almost 3,500 members, which just blows my mind. Um, So many people have joined recently, and it is a great, comfy, cozy witch community. And also you can find me, oh, there was something else I was going to say, but now I can't quite remember, and that's okay. So next week, I'm not sure quite yet what the topic is. I am floating around a couple of ideas, so it'll probably be a surprise to you all. So until then, everyone, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.